My guests have been taught ancient secrets to have God answer your prayers every time. Can ancient secrets of the supernatural be rediscovered? Do angels exist? Is there life after death? Are healing miracles real? Can you get supernatural help from another dimension? Has the future been written in advance? Sid Roth has spent 30 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid on this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. I can just taste the rarefied air of heaven. Most people I know, they believe in God. They believe that God answers prayers, but they've prayed so many times, and it appeared as though the heavens were brass, and they somehow did not get through to God, and their faith level is all the way down here, and they ask other people to pray for them. There's something wrong with that picture. I'm so excited about my guests, Brenda and Hank Kuhneman, because they've got revelation for you. God's going to answer your prayer of God. Why can't I get through to you? It's going to be answered. And if you have young children, teenagers that are sick, there is a special presence of God. They're going to be healed. And if they're not with you for some reason, just take a piece of paper, write their name, and if they're with you, get them out immediately. Well, uh, Hank, you had this birth. You had a problem. <laughs> yes, is I God did. going to answer your <laughs> prayers? Yes. Tell me about that. Well, it was a problem. It was such a problem, Sid, that I would fall asleep in prayer. I would, uh, this lasted like six months. I had what I call spiritual attention deficit disorder. I'd go to <laughs> pray and I, everything would distract me. Uh, I felt like God was a million miles away and I said, Lord, have I sinned? Have I done something wrong? So I finally decided to do the spiritual thing. Are What's you ready? That? Well, to go on a three day fast. And I'm talking about not just, you know, uh, fast, you know, snicker bars for Mars bars or something. I'm talking about I really was so hungry. I said, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do a water fast. But then I snuck something. I snuck a bag of snacks because the Lord hadn't been talking just to me case, just right? in case for six months. Yeah, I packed because I'm like, I'm not going hungry. And so I went out for three days to see the Lord. with snacks. Yeah, well, they were my backup survival okay. kit. You know, if God doesn't come, God, I'm eating. God doesn't oh, show up. I got you. That's I got you. It. If God doesn't show up, I, and I'm sure there's people that feel that way where you're like, where is God? You know. But I decided, you know, I'm going to take three days, and I'm going to go out, and I'm going to fast. I'm going to get a hold of this God. I'm going to refuse to leave this God alone. And uh, I read in the Bible where Moses didn't leave him alone. Jacob didn't leave him alone, and, 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 the, and the names go on and on. I said, I am going to get a hold of God. So, again, I brought my snack survival kit. And what happened is uh, I, I set everything up in my cabin, and I walked out uh, in the woods to go pray, trying to get a hold of God. Now, keep in mind, I've been falling asleep. Uh, I would uh, wake up praying for a fast food uh, restaurant, and that's why they've sold over a billion hamburgers, the one I've been praying for. Because I would intercede, yeah. <laughs> and then I would find up saying the name of that restaurant. I mean, crazy stuff like that. So I was walking through the, uh, the forest here, uh, woods, and I looked, and off in the distance, in this field were these deer. And I was so determined. I said, God, you know, and I try to quote the scripture that talks about, you know, as my as a deer pan forth the water, so my soul longs after you. I was trying to get spiritual with God. Uh, and so these deer were out there, and I said, Lord, if you're even listening to me, make those deer come to me. 
Do you know what happened, Sid? No. I got to tell you, you're not even going to believe this. The deer ran the opposite direction. <laughs> And I said, that's it. I must have done something the wrong. ultimate, not get your prayers answered. Right. And I said, God, what did I do? So I was so frustrated, and I don't encourage anyone to do this. I shook my fist at the Lord. I said, God, that's it. And then I do what a lot of times we do when we're really frustrated at God. We try to tell him how to do his job. I said, well, if I was you, Father, if I was God, and somebody was out here trying to seek your face, I would at least have answered, and I would have brought those deer to him, and I began to really be a, a real brat. And uh, so I decided I had enough, and I sat down and I fell asleep. 45 minutes later, I heard a noise, and I could not believe what I saw. I mean, very close to me, a few feet away, were the very same deer that looked like they went the opposite direction. God was listening, and he brought those deer uh, right next to me. Immediately, I went back into my prayer cabin. And I, I started to grab the door and I walked in the door because I was going to repent because I mean, I was in big trouble after what I said, I knew. But the Lord is so merciful. He's such a good father. I mean, he knows when we're brats. And so as soon as I opened the door, a power, the power of God himself grabbed a hold of me and threw me across the room. And I was uh, literally overcome by the spirit of God's presence. And he said to me, I've taught you something that'll never be taken from you. It's spiritual pursuit. See, sometimes people only pray when everything's That's right. good. That's right. Jesus prayed in three primary places, the desert, the wilderness, okay? And That's uh, right. what was the other one? Desert, wilderness, the and mountaintop. mountaintop. We That's only when pray things about, are going yeah, good. Yeah, things are the going good. I like having her here today, so she helps me out. But anyway, on the mountaintop, you know, when everything's good. We don't like praying in the valley when things are low. We don't like That's praying true. when things are hot. And so I learned something. I learned how to get a hold of it's God and not to give up. And that's, right. that's why we have supernatural experiences that's right. is we've had to press through some pretty hard things. And that's kind of how we started our ministry. Yeah. I think it's just many hours of, of pacing the floor um, when it looked like it was not going to go right. And I think that's the, the big um, hurdle that many people have to overcome in their pursuit of God is you're not always going to feel like it. It's not always going to seem like anything's happening. It's not always going to feel like the prayers are working. But that is where you learn to press into God anyway, because when you do, that's when you break through. And of course, I think of the woman with the issue of blood. She had to break through the crowd and press to where Jesus was. And when she did that, she got her answer. And I think that's something in the early years of our ministry said, we are walking in supernatural things today. And I really want the audience to hear this part. We are walking in and supernatural things today that we paced the floor and prayed out to God. Give them an example. 20, well, 20 the years list ago. that we had. We had a list. You need to tell them about this. Yeah, we had this list. We said, God, we need you to do X amount of things in the ministry. You know, we were believing for we big desperate. things. You know, they're not so big now, right. but they were huge yeah. then. And we just called out to God, put this list on our fridge, had scriptures, prayed them out, slapped that fridge every day. Every time we got figured, put it on the fridge. Every time you got to get something to eat, you got to remember what you prayed before the Lord. And we eventually moved out of that house. And several moves later, the list got put in a box. And, you know, you always have those boxes that don't get unpacked at the next house. Sure. So we... Probably, I think it was last summer. Was it last yeah, summer? About two summers ago, because we got two a big summers. argument. <laughs> because it was all my stuff we that she wanted to go through. We were cleaning out boxes, and, and I said, we got to get through this stuff. We well, you didn't tell them we're on vacation. You're not supposed to do work and, Yeah, we took some time <laughs> off, and we cleaned out these boxes. Yeah. And I pulled out this piece of paper and said, I'll bet you can't guess what that was. It was the list. Of course. From how, how the many? Fridge. How many had God God is answer. my witness. 
that every single thing on that list was answered and then some and you know what it was bigger than we even put on the list yeah, and I realized at that time above. that we didn't e we don't even believe God for enough we don't but, even ask him for big enough it was and, and, and here's the deal Brenda and Hank are not God's favorites the Messiah is God's favorite and the Messiah is in them and guess what brainstorm the Messiah is in you, or you better say a prayer real quick. Be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Last year, God told me to host a supernatural tour to Israel. The tour was such a spiritual highlight. We're going to do another one this year in Jerusalem. And we've purposely kept this top quality tour under $3,000, and that includes all taxes and tips. Call now for a free brochure at 1-800-959-1062 or visit our website at sidroth.org. We now return to It's Supernatural! Hello, Sid Roth here with Brenda and Hank Kuhneman. And Hank and Brenda, you have walked through it. I, I think as that young boy, before you even knew God, you heard his voice. How old were you and what did he say to you? I was five years old on the island of Guam when God's voice came to me for the first time. Wasn't even a Christian. See, God's reaching out mm. to people even before they even know oh, that's Him. Right. And all they have to do is reach back. Yes. And He told me, started talking to me about living a life, and He talked in you know elementary terms, living a life mm. that was right, doing what mm -hmm. was good, and He showed me uh, and talked to me about His creation, and He created these things for my enjoyment. But I'm going to tell you, that is a key because it developed something in me, and, and, and that's the, the key for you watching too, is a hunger for God. That's you know, right. reach for Him. That's the key. Reach for Him. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're waiting for God to hit you over the head. Yeah. And, you know, we have to reach towards Him. And one of the things that happened one time, and I didn't really realize how much God was reaching towards us and how much God really wants to be with us, how much He really loves us, and He, he longs to be with us. Here's what happened. I was in my prayer room, and of course, you know, we do what everybody does. Now, sometimes being a preacher, you, you do it worse. You, you put God on your time. You know, you have this much amount of time in my schedule. And so I uh, had, had it one hour. God, you're going to get one hour of my time. And I was ready. I was done. I did my religious duty. I spent one hour with, yeah. with God. And so I was getting ready to leave. And as soon as I grabbed the, the door uh, handle of my room, I heard the most incredible voice. God still speaks today, Said, And God said these words to me. He said, please. And it st I stopped. I thought, who is saying please to me? And I heard, please don't leave. Said, God said to you. Yes, to me. The creator Hank of the universe. Yes. said to you. Don't leave. I, don't there's leave. something about you that I need to be in your presence. He needs to be in your presence. Yeah. He needs to be with you. He needs to be with you. Whether you've heard that or not, this is what the Bible says, the truth book. God is not a respecter of persons. If he needs Hank and Brenda, he needs you. Right. You know, That's right. and I'll tell you how important this is. Yeah. Brenda and I, we spend a lot of time together with the Lord, but yes. we reach back. And one day it'll come in handy because when, when you spend time with God and you take that time to be with them and hunger is so important, 
See, there's times as a preacher, I've sat with God and I said, Lord, I don't feel your presence. I am bored. I don't like this time. I would rather do something else. But Lord, I'm hungry and I, and I want you and I want your presence. And it doesn't sometimes seem like anything's happening at the moment. But you know what? Someone can be hungry. Yes. And they don't see anything happen. And then they go and watch the ball game. Yeah, right, right. 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 Well, but one thing that Jesus had, his private prayer life produced public power. And that's, that's where right. people miss it. They don't mm. have any public power or any supernatural things because they're not spending time with God. And I, I yeah. want to tell you, we had a thing happen in one time. Well, you know, and I just feel this too, Sid, that I, I believe as we're talking, I just, this came right up in my heart by the Lord as God is speaking, even as we're sitting here, that there are people dealing with loneliness. And I just feel like there's somebody out there that you're dealing with loneliness and you're feeling like, man, you know, does anybody care? And as we're talking, you're thinking, well, God, do you care? And I just want to encourage you, this is your moment to be with God. He does care. You don't have to be lonely in your life. And so I just want to encourage you, reach to God. Like you heard uh, Hank say and like Sid was saying, reach to God because your lonely moments are going to be fulfilled in Him as He's reaching to you. And so I just feel like to encourage somebody with that by the Spirit. You know, one time, let me tell you what God does. When you spend time with Him, there's a presence that he will put That's on your right. life. And That's I remember right. years ago, I was uh, a youth minister and I was uh, out playing what we call capture the flag. And it was kind of like a hide and seek type game. And all of a sudden I heard a noise and uh, I didn't hear it in the natural. I heard it in the spirit, but I yeah. thought it was in the natural. And it was a loud sounding noise of music. Sid. And all of a sudden I grabbed the youth leaders and I said, get all the kids right now. And it was pretty late at night. It was almost about midnight. I said, get all the kids quickly, get them inside of the church. And they said, why? Why? I said, I don't know. Something. I hear this noise. Get them in now. And as soon as I said that, uh, we started the process of moving all of these kids. And there was quite a few of this youth group. Well, there was an uh, off-duty police officer there. And he said, everything okay? I said, I don't know. There's something wrong. All of a sudden, within 15 minutes later, all of these cars come flying into the church parking lot. And uh, it was a bunch of gangs. And they had their music going. And, and it was a really loud sounding bass sound that, you know, and the older I get, the less tolerant I am. Yes. <laughs> but, but anyway, they got out of their cars and started running towards us. And uh, all of the kids got inside uh, of the building. But me and this off-duty police officer uh, were the only two. And he went to go get his gun. I'm standing there now in the middle of... All of these, they started surrounding me with clubs and chains and stuff, and I'm surrounded by gangs. And if it wasn't for a life of not leaving God alone and crying out for Him, yes. I would have never had the supernatural presence that is on my life, whether I speak to a president or the lowliest person or surrounded by gangs. And all of a sudden, this one gang leader came out and he walked up to me, said something I did not understand, and he was reaching in his coat to pull out what was a parent weapon. Sid, at that moment, you know, you have a choice, and you can be like Rocky Balboa, you know, you know, the uh, Rocky, you know, and I, I mean, I, I wasn't Rocky, I wasn't, uh, hey, how you do? I mean, I, I felt like Don Knotts, you know, <laughs> could hardly, you know, find my, my, uh, my, you know, how to pray. I couldn't even say anything. I was so yeah. scared. I know that doesn't sound spiritual for those that are watching, you know, I didn't seem spiritual, but I remember I pointed my finger and I didn't say anything. All of a sudden their eyes got big. And the whole, and there must have been over almost a hundred of these gangs, I don't know what they saw, started running in absolute fear. 
At that time, uh, they got in their cars and went to get away, and as they were so scared what they saw, they were hitting each other, creating car accidents, trying to get out. And uh, the Omaha, uh, this other police officer came by and he said, you know, what is going on here? He, he, he held up his, his badge, you know, because uh, it was in the city that we were in. And he said, I, I've never seen anything like this. Why, why are they running? I believe they saw an angel. I believe they saw angels. I believe God came literally to protect me because of my relationship of not leaving I, God alone. I sure hope that Brenda and Hank Kuhneman are provoking you to jealousy because everything they have, not only is it available to you, God wants it more for you than, than, than you want it for yourself. I, I want to hear some of this supernatural, I mean, God's super, Supernaturally protection. How would you like to walk in supernatural protection? Don't go away. And by the way, if you have a young child that's sick, we're going to pray for them when we come back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. Hank Kuhneman has a message from God for you. My son, my daughter, please stay with me. Don't ever leave me alone. I love being with you. I want to spend more time with you. Please don't leave me alone. Hank Kuhneman wants to teach you how to dwell in God's presence and never leave God alone. Call now and receive both Hank Kuhneman's book, Don't Leave God Alone, plus his audio CD, The Supernatural Benefits of Communion, for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9076. Through Hank's brand new book, you will learn to pray effective prayers that God will answer. Find out the 12 blessings you will receive when you pursue God. Understand how your old discarded dreams can be revived. Learn not to take no for an answer, and so much more. Through this anointed audio CD teaching, The Supernatural Benefits of Communion, discover that communion helps you hear God's voice, receive deeper revelation, new dreams and visions, and God's blessings. Don't miss out on getting both Hank Kuhneman's book, Don't Leave God Alone, plus his audio CD, The Supernatural Benefits of Communion, for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9076. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521. Please specify offer number 9076 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Brenda and Hank Kuhneman. And because they're friends of God, because they pursue God, and because God just wants to be in their presence. He supernaturally protects them. He supternaturally heals them. Uh, he, he supernaturally provides. We're, we're coming to a time in history in which, how would you like to be able to count on God supernaturally protecting you? Hank, give me another story. I was um, driving in my car and the Lord said, stop at that fast food restaurant. I thought it was meant to eat. I thought the Lord was endorsing it. <laughs> he said, go ahead and find the biggest man and tell him about Jesus. Well, you know what I did, Sid? What? The opposite. I went in and looked for the smallest guy I could find. <laughs> I turned around, went outside and, and, and looked and there was this huge biker, you know, motorcycle biker, obviously big guy, tattooed everything. The Lord said, him. I said, God, him? What did I ever do? I mean, I'm not going to talk to this guy. And the Lord said, talk to him. And so uh, I went up to him and I started sharing with him. And uh, he said, I'm going to kill you. He was so mad. And uh, he started to uh, chase after me. 
And uh, I was pretty scared. You know, I wasn't sure. bold. I, I literally started walking away from him. I, I didn't stand there, you know, and, and want to fight him. I started walking away. He literally picked me up and went to throw me back in a window. And uh, the inc most incredible thing happened. People there witnessed it. As he picked me up to throw me back in the window, I bounced off the window. I should have gone through. If that wasn't enough, as soon as I looked around, and he looked around because he couldn't believe that I didn't go through the window, he proceeded to try to punch me three times. Hmm. But Sid, because of my life of not leaving God alone, the Lord protected me. And three times he missed my face, and he was so angry that, that, that he started manifesting even more demonically. And his, and his uh, uh, other bikers had to hold him back. Now here's a guy, three times tried to punch me, couldn't hit me, they had to hold him back. But after that, I rebuked the devil, and I command the devil uh, that was in the man to come out of him, and he fell to the ground, and, and uh, I was able to uh, pray deliverance over this young man. In other words, what I mean by deliverance is command that evil presence to leave his life, and after that, he was completely different, and I was able to share Jesus with him, all because of my time of prayer That's with right. God beforehand. That's and, really and the Brenda, key. How, how about the, that young child? Well, you know, we had a, a situation that happened in our church. This was, what, two or three years ago, mm -hmm. and um, it was in the summertime, and, and something that we do, and I just want to say, we spend a lot of time in prayer together, um, but we encourage our church to be people that don't leave God alone. We, we really promote that in the church. And so there was a family in the church and their child had been playing in a window, uh, was 12 feet up. So the, the window was 12 mm -hmm. feet from above their driveway. Uh, the little child suddenly went through the screen and oh. fell out of the window to the concrete. I think the baby was about two years old at the time. And two weeks prior, and, one happened in the, in the city same way and died. And a child, ex exactly. Yeah. Well, this child, they, the parents ran outside, rushed the child to the hospital. He wasn't responding. And they called us right away and said, pastors, pray. And of course, you know, our church people are people that don't, they press into God and uh, they began to pray and we just, everybody just prayed. We called out to God and immediately we began to decree because we're confident that God's here for us right. because we spend that time. See, if you spend that time, you're confident God's there when you need him. And so we called out to God. We decreed that none of his bones would be broken, that the child would com be completely made whole. And by the time, I think you went up to the hospital. You can't go by what you see because you when can't. I went up there, he he, it looked he was throwing up bad. and they had he him in all sick. kinds of braces. And I thought, oh no, he's throwing up blood. <laughs> and it wasn't blood, it was the Kool-Aid and the hot dogs that he had eaten before he went out the window. <laughs> I, so you can't, you can't be moved by what you see. Really it almost true. messed with my complete confidence sure. at that moment. And I had to pull away. If you want the supernatural, you gotta get out of your head. Yes, you do. That's exactly yeah. right. So this child, um, Sid, God is my witness, not one bone in that child's body was broken. He Made was completely whole. I think he went out home the day, next day yeah. from the hospital. They kept they him for observation. It, it was the doctors. the doctors declared it a miracle from the Lord. And these are the kinds of things that God does with people that press into him. Very briefly, tell me about the baby that was cured of an incurable disease. Tell we me. had another child in our church and who was born prematurely. And they, I think there was a, something like 11 different diseases that this child was born with, was supposed to mm -hmm. die. Mm -hmm. The doctors were giving, just said every day to the mother, Small this percentage. child's getting worse. Mm -hmm. And again, we had a church that prayed. The Lord told Hank, go up to the hospital. I want you to just rock this you baby told me and that pray. Sunday, he said after service, get just up to the hospital and there. rock that Rock baby this baby. People called out to God. We, I mean, and let me just tell you, Sid, I'm talking the kinds of prayer that will not take no for an answer. Bottom line. That's, and so That's that line. child 
was healed, completely mm. made In whole. In our church today, beautiful, and, beautiful And child. beautiful little girl yeah, today. You, you know what a I love miracle. about your book, Hank? Mm. This book, Don't Leave God Alone. It, it, there's a presence of God on this mm -hmm. that will cause you to be able to want to persevere, to have that breakthrough in every arena of your life. Hank, pray for those young children that are watching right now or the parents that have written their name down. Right now, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I stretch my hands right through that camera, right into where you're at. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare the healing power of God over your child, over your baby. I rebuke sickness. I rebuke disease. I declare incurable diseases. Go in Jesus' name. And I declare that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead touched your baby, touch your child right now. Yes, and I Lord, declare right now by the authority Jesus. of Jesus Christ, be healed from the top of your head Jesus to the soles of your feet. And I see someone right yes, now, Father. you're touching your, 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 your child. There's something with their legs. They haven't been able to move their legs. I declare now, those legs be loose now by the authority Jesus of Jesus name. Christ. And I declare even cerebral palsy, Lord God of heaven, touch that one right now Jesus in the name, name of Jesus. No, that's it. Lay your hands upon that child. Lay your hands yes, upon Lord. that, that note. There's name. no distance now as That's we declare right. this. Be yes. healed in Jesus' name. Jesus and I declare over your household now peace. Yes, I declare over your household comfort. Miracles. And I declare over your house now the healing power of God. Yes, and I God. say, you can Jesus. even touch where my hand is right now. And I declare yes. whatever your symptom is, whatever your sickness is, yes. let the healing power of God now go into your body, go That's into your right. home, go into your children now. And from this Jesus moment forward, name. it shall be different. Yes, Lord. Jesus' name. Hank, you, you teach that you literally through prayer can change God's mind? You really believe that? That's what uh, the patriarchs of the Bible did. They're no different than we are. That's right. And uh, Moses, God at one point said, Moses, leave me alone because he was so angry at how the children of Israel were acting. But Moses did something that we need to do. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone, God, until you bless the people. That's what he said. Jacob was another one. Said, God, I am not going to leave you alone until you bless that's me. Right. And that's what I've learned, that uh, hunger. That's right. I am not going to leave you alone. I'm not going to leave you alone until you walk into the most wonderful world in existence. It's a world where you're a friend of God's, where God knows your name. The only way to do this, the entry, the gate, is the Messiah of Israel, Yeshua, Jesus, the Anointed One. Ask Him to wash your sins away and live inside of you and be your Lord now. Hank Kuhneman has a message from God for you. My son, my daughter, please stay with me. Don't ever leave me alone. I love being with you. I want to spend more time with you. Please don't leave me alone. Hank Kuhneman wants to teach you how to dwell in God's presence and never leave God alone. Call now and receive both Hank Kuhneman's book, Don't Leave God Alone, plus his audio CD, The Supernatural Benefits of Communion, for a donation of $25. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9076. Through Hank's brand new book, you will learn to pray effective prayers that God will answer. Find out the 12 blessings you will receive when you pursue God. Understand how your old, discarded dreams can be revived. Learn not to take no for an answer, and so much more. 
Through this anointed audio CD teaching, The Supernatural Benefits of Communion, discover that communion helps you hear God's voice, receive deeper revelation, new dreams and visions, and God's blessings. Don't miss out on getting both Hank Kuhneman's book, Don't Leave God Alone, plus his audio CD, The Supernatural Benefits of Communion. For a donation of $25, shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9076. Call or you can write to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia, 31521. Please specify offer number 9076 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. When my guest, a rabbi, blows his shofar, many people are supernaturally healed. Major miracles, I mean like the deaf hear and the blind see. For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create one new man. 